This is an IG paid post. The news and editorial staff of the Financial Times had no role in its preparation. Hello and welcome to IG's Decoding the Markets. I'm Victoria Scholar and with me on the pod today is Matt Bottomley, Head of Cannabis Research at Canaccord Genuity and IG's Market Analyst Josh Warner. And we're here to talk about investing in cannabis. Matt, let's start with you because this is a pretty new industry. We've had a number of flotations like Tilray, for example, last year. How optimistic are you about the long-term potential of the industry? Well, I think the long-term potential of the industry is actually quite attractive right now. We're really not inventing anything too new here. I think there will be new product forms as the market evolves, but we're really taking to start the illicit market and, and translating it over to a regulated market. So I think the market is definitely here to stay. It's going to be a decade plus, I think, ramp, uh, probably even more so if you include medical markets all over the world. Um, I think the real question is, you know, are the valuations potentially, uh, you know, too high or stretched considering where the market is today, which is a totally different question. And that's something I obviously spend most of my day uh, and weeks trying to uh, ascertain company over company. So, Josh, there must be a whole sort of host of hurdles to growth, whether that's from regulation or funding and prices. What do you think could stand in the way of the growth of this industry? Uh, yeah, so regulation or deregulation uh, of the industry is what has investors excited, but it's still quite messy. Um, so last year, obviously, Canada became the first industrialised country to legalise recreational marijuana after Uruguay in 2013. Um, but attention at the moment is quite on the US, uh, where regulation is being more run at a state-by-state -state level rather than at the federal level. Um, and when you look at it uh, a more international view, there, there's the lack of agreement is even clearer. Um, in Europe, for example, you've got Portugal and the Netherlands have decriminalised it, which is obviously very different to, to legalising it. Um, I think the main point about regulation, though, is the difference between medicinal cannabis and recreational use. I think it will fall more on the recreational side um, that, rather than the medicinal. Um, but there are a swathe of other challenges as well. Uh, for example, the government and the industry will have to look at taxation and pricing to make sure that people move from the black market. And financing is another issue because at the federal level, banks are also very reluctant to lend so, Matt, you pointed to valuations earlier. I mean, there's been so much excitement around these stocks since the legalisation of cannabis in Canada last year. That's obviously created a lot of volatility. Is there a risk that these stocks trend, it sort of move into crazy valuation territory, a bit like we saw in the crypto space? Well, yeah, I think that's something that um, we're already starting to see right now. You see a lot of the Canadian licensed producers like the Canopies and the Tilrays and, and, and other companies like that, um, that all got major U.S. exchange listings. So they're all in the NYSE or the NASDAQ. And we've seen a flood of capital from a lot of retail investors come into this space. So because of that, there are many companies where the fundamentals are, are not really supporting what we're seeing in value. Um, so that's something I would expect uh, more of. Uh, and, and in terms of the U.S. market, where you, you have some of these state-by-state -state operators, as, uh, as was previously alluded to, those are the ones where there's probably nearer-term uh, revenue and EBITDA visibility and less risk from a valuation standpoint. But it's also federally illegal in the U.S. So it's the other side of that coin. So it's, it's something if you're going to invest in this space, you have to accept it's very, very speculative in nature. And the, the stocks can run in either direction on, on any given day. So, Josh, in terms of cannabis countries, which geographies do you think offer the best growth opportunities? Yeah, so right now the world is looking to uh, Canada to demonstrate how legalisation can work at a national level.
professional level and are probably hoping it can iron out the kinks before following suit. Over the longer term, companies are focused on the US and ensuring they're poised for further legalisation. You know, Canada is a big country, but with a relatively small population. And beyond that, the other battleground will be Europe. Um, Canopy and Aurora, um, for example, have all moved into certain European markets such as Portugal and Germany. So I think after the US and Canada, attention will turn to Europe. All right. Now, Matt, what about individual stocks? Which are the ones that you like the most right now in the sector and which IPOs should we be watching out for ahead? Well, yeah, I think the, uh, the, the way you have to look at the investment opportunity is really in sort of the three pillars. Is it a Canadian opportunity, which you have to keep in context? The only, you know, the 35 million, uh, although it's recreational, uh, legal from a recreational standpoint, there's only 35 million people that live in Canada. Then you have the U.S. opportunity, um, which I think uh, has a lot of more attractive and, you know, risk reward. Uh, but again, it's, it's federally legal. And then and then from the Europe standpoint, so the names that I like on the Canadian level, um, you know, we think we like names like uh, like a Can Trust or a Hexo. These are names that have, uh, you know, performed very well with, with their larger peer group, but have valuations that are much, much uh, lower. On the U.S. side, our top pick uh, at Canaccord in the cannabis sector right now is a company called Cureleaf. Cureleaf is probably the largest individual U.S. cannabis company today, uh, both by, um, I'd say, assets in operation. Uh, they're in about a dozen states about over 40 dispensaries, already at about 125 million plus of, 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 of revenue run rate. Um, so executing really well out of the gate. And, and this is a very, very low base, considering uh, that a lot of markets are just turning on medical, let alone recreational, uh, over the next probably two to five years here. Um, and then on the international side, I think you can get a lot of that exposure from, um, from the Canadian licensed producers, probably between Canopy, Aurora, Tilray and maybe in Afria, those four names probably have international assets, maybe in a dozen plus countries. And those are the ones that are harder to forecast because it's a longer uh, ramp, but it's ones that we track very closely. Josh, what about some other ways to play this theme? Are there other sectors or stocks that could benefit, do you think? Yeah, so I mean, while the pure plays have uh, been quite volatile in terms of share price, um, there are a lot of other industries getting involved, primarily um, from the alcohol industry, the tobacco industry, and also the pharmaceutical industry. Um, just to give you one example, Constellation Brands, which is uh, the maker of Corona beer, uh, invested uh, £4 billion into Canopy. Um, and the world's largest brewer, AB InBev, has teamed up with Tilray to research cannabis-infused drinks. Um, so there's a lot of money being poured into it and a lot of other ways to gain exposure without directly investing in the, uh, in the pure place. All right. Now, that's all we have time for today. Thank you for listening to IG's Decoding the Markets. And thanks to my guests, Matt Bottomley, Head of Cannabis Research at Canaccord Genuity, and IG's Market Analyst, Josh Warner. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.